Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinvin and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie businesses. Today, Dan and I talk about why Dan's closing down one of his projects, whether or not he should make a course, and we debate having a portfolio of projects versus having a single focus. Let us know what you think on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. And a big thank you to today's episode sponsor, Upvotee, which we'll be telling you more about later on in the episode. Let's get started. Good afternoon, Dan Rowden. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I just got back. Oh, cool. How was your trip? Very nice. I may have said in the last episode, I've been lucky enough to go to New York a few times before, but Dad hadn't. So the first few days just showing Dad around. Like, mm. Dad, what of the touristy places do you want to see and do? So we knocked all those off the first few days. But I, I got I got to meet some internet friends. I met Spencer Fry of Podia, and he was such a lovely chap. I went over to Brooklyn to meet him. We chatted for forty five minutes. No particular agenda, just a nice forty five minute chat and catch up with someone who's been there and done it in the indie space, and mm. now um, and now the funded business with Podia. It's been a fun week. Haven't done any work, really. That's going to be my question. What happens with all your work? So, yeah, uh, it, it was a very expensive trip. I made sure I had a little bit of money or, like, got some invoices paid and I, I wanted to just in, enjoy it and so mm. I wasn't really checking the amount of money I was spending. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I, I didn't do any work while I... Whoa! I, I recorded a few podcast episodes for a client, but that's included in what they were and what they spend anyway each month. But it was just, it was cool to be there and record a few episodes. I tried to sit down on a few days and update the stuff for the productized service. How about you, mate? How's your week been? I heard you had another cyclone. <laughs> yeah, we're just coming out the other end of it right now. It's, yeah, it, it was further away than the previous one that came past, but still pretty what is a cyclone in Mauritius? So it's a tropical storm, right? So it's called a cyclone if it's in the Indian Ocean and it's called a hurricane if it's over the Atlantic. And luckily, nothing's come close to Mauritius in the, in the six years we've lived here. We've had them come past, like the last two. So basically, it's just like high winds, dangerous sea, trees get knocked over, like you could get damaged to your house, obviously, if something happens nearby. Electricity goes out a lot, lots of rain. But it's been pretty uneventful the last two times. The sea is like manic like after it's gone past the sea gets really rough and it's like mm. destroying the beaches and like eating away all the like sand and stuff breaking piers and things like that but luckily yeah they've been like 100 plus kilometers away so it's just yeah wind rain okay so dan we've got another sponsor last week talked to Stefan. this time mike slats who actually picked up the slots super quickly mike's a lovely chap does Great stuff on YouTube, Twitter. He's really active in the indie hacker space. And his product, Upvotee, has cost like 20k MRR now. So he's mm. doing really well with it. Have you heard of Upvotee? I have. I've seen it come from nothing and become a thing over the last few years. Do you, do you speak to Mike much? Yeah, on Twitter. When I was doing YouTube, we talked more because I was asking him questions. And Isn't he just such a helpful chap? He just yeah. wants to give advice and help. But anyway, Upvotee user feedback indie hackers when we're building our products how often are you asking for user feedback if you're listening to the problems your customers have you can understand their pain points what's going wrong and then how your product can fix them with upvotee you install their feedback boards and you have all of your user feedback in one place you can then close the feedback loop by setting up your change log and product roadmap which allows your users to be actively involved in building new features and love your products even more 
what's not to love about that dam. Anyway, if you want to give Upvote a go, free 14-day trial and 10% off any plan with the code No More Mondays. There we go. I like that code as well. No More Mondays. Dan, I, I saw something on Twitter from you. So I, I saw that you are closing down Gloat, your productized service. I am. Why are you closing it down? A couple of reasons. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, it doesn't get many signups and I have other things to concentrate on. Why did you start it in the first place? Was this like one of your first forays <laughs> into the ghost ecosystem? It was second. So Cove, the commenting tool, was the first one. And then I'd set up a few yeah. ghost sites on DigitalOcean, self-hosted sites, and realised that maybe some other people would need that kind of support if they wanted to go the self-hosted route. So I just set up a quick landing page. It was originally install ghostforme.com um, and then ghost contacted me and told me I couldn't use the word ghost, so I had to change it. Um, and that's why I ended up as gloat.dev. And yeah, it was just a service for setting up self-hosted ghost sites on DigitalOcean. It was like a very replicable process. Just do the same thing every time for each client. Yeah. So it was quite easy to do. But it did well in the first few months. But then since then, I've launched the actual like gloat host and moved on to some other projects. Yeah. And I haven't really given it much love. And yeah, signups have dried up. And yeah, there's no real reason to keep it alive anymore. Was this your first foray into productized service? Yeah. I really like the idea of productized service. I'm actually going to start a new one very soon. But Are you? Yeah, I think. T tell me more. What's the new productized service going to be? As if I didn't have enough stuff to do. Recently, in the last few months, I want to get more of my ghost knowledge like out of me and make it useful. I've been coding on Ghost for like two and a half years, maybe almost, and obviously designing websites for like 20. And I'm a certified Ghost expert, which sounds cool, but it just means that I'm on their website and I've checked that I'm a good coder and I can do what they want. Like they approve my Ghost themes, basically. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just thought of creating a kind of agency model. Someone mentioned that there's no good agencies when I talk to them about making their website or any custom theme. And it got me thinking maybe a ghost agency would be a good idea. So I'm just exploring ideas, pricing models, services, different like products I could offer and kind of deciding landing pages around the different things and seeing how everything fits together. And we'll probably launch something soon. The other option is to do like a course or a info product or something with the same kind of content, but like do it yourself rather than me doing it for someone. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. write out how to do it and then sell copies of that. But I think at the moment I'd rather do the work with a client okay so the work with the client will end up taking you more time have you made a course before or an info product no i haven't they're really fun and there's no reason why you can't do the agency slash client work alongside it or after it it's exactly what i did with the podcasting course it's just <clears throat> yeah. really enjoyable to do i see why you want to go for the client stuff it's easier money but if you want to do something fun a little bit different that's actually going to have more earning potential, which isn't yeah. tied to your time, then that could be really fun. I think, of course, makes total sense. Maybe it would be about publishing on Ghost. Maybe it would be about making Ghost themes. I don't know. There's a few different angles I could go with for that as well. Like mm -hmm. at the moment, I'm just looking at my notebook for this week and I've got one, two, three, four, five Ghost projects to do this week. It's all stacking up and there's a lot of there's interest there. And there's definitely a market there for service but i think like these are small projects a few hours each i don't really want to do that forever because you have to like jump like stop and start a lot but if i could get yeah. some like ongoing client work with some bigger 
clients and charge more money that would be ideal what would that work look like though would it be the building of websites would it be ongoing maintenance would it be like an unlimited thing where people can just submit requests to you and you can make changes and that's covered under a subscription yeah based on the recent weeks that is definitely something i'm looking at the subscription model yeah yeah. so it'd be like hiring a ghost expert for a decent price and then having me do whatever ghost stuff needs doing but there's also also opportunity for like ghost release new features i could proactively update features on the website to match the new features Mm -hmm. without them having to like think about it but also yeah custom themes is something that i've been doing since august and that's going well and i've packaged two different kind of levels for themes which would be two other project products to offer so yeah we'll see what happens just want to close out the the gloat stuff because i said before this is how i found you i love this it's so simple you you say it was relatively successful how did you go about launching it how much money did you make from it over the time and how long did each one take? It, it went well. I only launched it on Twitter and Indie Hackers. So I had total 62 member installs. So I don't know what the average would be there, like $80 average. So about five grand there or thereabouts. Yeah, it's a good little side business. Yeah, yeah. And how long did each install take you? I got it down to I don't know, 15, 20 minutes by the end of it although it's quite fiddly because you have to the, the client signs up through the form and then they have to create a digital ocean account and they have to create a mailgun account and then they have to invite you to both of those plus their domain account so it's a bit fiddly uh, to get access to all the three accounts but then i've worked my magic and then deliver them the site all set up and it's it's easy once i have access and so so dan when are you going to turn off gloat.dev I'll be really sad to see this go because it's how <laughs> I found you and I still love every part of this site and want to copy all of it I can send you the source files if you want Dan you know I can't you know I won't be able to do anything with them <laughs> you know, you, know. You, could fr- you could print it out <laughs> um, <laughs> my therapist said I need to put some art on the wall in the walls of my <laughs> office because it's so boring and so maybe my first bit of art could be printing out gloat.dev <laughs> So, so the domain expires in June because that was when I started it. So I don't know, I should turn it off because I don't really want to do any more installs if I'm honest. And then yeah, I can get yeah, going yeah. with the new stuff. So I just, yeah, I just need to turn it off somehow. It's, it's sad. It's the end of an era. But fair play for you for making the decision. I think part of being an indie hacker, well, when you have a lot of projects is you start things when the inspiration strikes or mm-hmm. you're interested in a specific thing and it can work for a certain amount of time, but you have perfectly valid reasons for stopping it and moving on to more exciting things. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't think anyone noticed, but I've also removed Gloat Host from my Twitter profile because I'm nearing 100 sites with that. I also want to slow that down before I really think about where that could go. I really like the project, but I think at 100 sites, it's like a decent amount that it's not a hobby project anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with that either. If anyone out there listening, is interested in DevOps and hosting and wants to talk, feel free to DM. Would you rather you sold it or had someone to help you do the actual grunt work of it? Yeah, so that I think if I had someone with me that was a proper server person, put some better infrastructure in place and I just retained a cut, I think that would be a good deal. But also selling it would be a good deal because then I know that I've built a decent business and I could get a good return from the work I've put into it and someone else could take it and run with it. Cool. Dan, we spoke last episode about you single-handedly helping Brett from Design Joy make, what was it? 20k MRR? In a yeah, it was something <laughs> crazy. Yeah. 10k MRR? 
from your tweet that got a ton of impressions. And Brett's going to become our first guest. Tell us more. How did that come about? Yeah, I messaged him on Twitter after I tweeted because he wasn't active on Twitter when I tweeted out. Mm. So I, I tagged him in the post or in the tweet and didn't really know if he'd ever see it. And then he, when I DM'd him being like, love what you're doing kind of thing and <laughs> sorry for all the notifications and then asked him if he wanted to come <laughs> on the pod to talk about it because it captured me for a week and then we talked about it on the podcast and he's got it was three something last time I saw what is it now <laughs> four and a half <laughs> it was 143 I messaged you on slack saying Dan have you been given Brett Twitter tips because it's very rare you see someone that doesn't have many followers then gets bumped up for whatever reason and then like starts to write these fantastic threads and then yeah. riding the wave so Brett then after your tweet wrote a thread saying hi I'm Brett I run a million dollar one person design business here's the full story and that got 1250 likes bunch of retweets yeah and he's up to 120k MRI it says so he's added 33%. Yeah, that's wild. And Dan, this isn't the tweet I'm going to use for the final section, okay. but you tweeted a few days ago, most of my brain energy this week has been sucked into the question, if this random person can be making 20k a month, why aren't I? Why has your brain energy been sucking into that? Yeah, I had a week there that I was like, I just frustrated maybe at my own growth, thinking how long I've been doing this and how slow it is. Mm on a day-to-day -day basis and at some point other people have started things and whizzed right past with one product and here I am with like multiple products and then seeing things on TikTok uh, I'm a web designer and I make 30 to 50k a, a month just what am I doing that's different from those people why aren't I doing it if they can do it I can do it and so can everyone it's not like they're extra special people with hidden skills it's just yeah, getting the yeah. opportunities and like putting yourself out there, trying things, a bit of luck, maybe doing it for a certain amount of time. I don't know, there's a lot of things that go into it and I was just feeling a bit frustrated really. Yeah, I also think this often. I see other people mm. making tons of MRR and compare myself to them thinking, what am I not doing? Part of it is having multiple projects. Uh, I, I am certain if I focus my effort onto one thing, I'd be much more successful with it. But I don't want to do that. I'd get bored <laughs> if I just focused yeah. all my effort into one thing. So do you think there's a trade-off there of having your focus split that means you can't put your energy into one sole thing means that MRR isn't growing as much? That's one of the things that people always ask me or, or say to me, like, what? Just focus on one thing and you'll do much better. But I don't know if you can say that without me actually doing that and then comparing. You can't really ever do both and see which one works better. And like you, I just prefer doing multiple things. Also, Dan Oversell, I would say it's like a portfolio of small bets. Like you've got more chance maybe for one to take off if you've got multiple products. And it's also better security as well, because I'm doing this now full time. If I only had one product, I would be way more stressed about that one product. I, I'm on board with that. I agree. I also want to do the same. I love Daniel Vasalo and his message. But I, I do think that there's like a formula to starting a business and growing it. That's why you see so many people who don't seem special doing it because they right. put their focus, heart and soul into it. Whereas I think if you're doing different things, lots of different things, it's hard to put that focus and drive into that one thing and grow it because we're, we're like, 
oh, wh- what can I do to grow the course this week? What can I right. do to <laughs> sell more themes? What can I do to... So our effort and focus isn't on one thing. There's probably going to be people disagree, <laughs> but there's more chance of making more money if you just focus on one thing. That being said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think sometimes I do think just get rid of everything else and just focus on like Illo, for example. But then, I don't know, it's just hard to shut everything else down and just do one project. Because like I say, like I like having five or six income streams and different things coming in each month. Long term, maybe it is more sensible to just do one product. When I say that, I always think of things like Banner Bear and Transistor. It's like those people have had one focus and they've done really well. But then there must be hundreds of people who have one product and focus on it. And they don't do what Transistor and Banner Bear have done. So that you can't just pick out these random successes and say that's the that's how it's going to happen because it doesn't always happen like that. Yeah, that's a very good point. And you can also pick out people with a portfolio of things that are doing very well. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are many people who look at you and go, Dan's at 7K, what am I doing wrong to not get there? Some of the responses to my tweet were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I would love to be at 7.5K. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> Which is fair, totally fair. All right, well, Dan, let's round off with our tweets of the week. I've actually picked out a bunch of tweets already, so hit me with your one. Yeah, so mine's not indie hacking related one bit, but this popped up on my timeline a few days ago, and I thought it was really cool. So Project Backboard in America has renovated hundreds of basketball courts across the US, and it was just like a really cool thread of beautiful basketball courts that have been repainted like really funky colours and like colorways and it just stood out on my timeline from all like the usual indie hacking like one-liners or memes as like an actual project that is doing good in communities and is also like really nice to look at that looks so so nice it looks like the type of thing you see in dense discovery yeah yeah <laughs> but i i love it when people do creative projects like this it's physical in the real world that takes actual elbow grease to do there's people out there that have the vision to go i want to do that and this is the output and it looks incredible talking of that there's actually a guy in the indie london community called sam that has developed basketball courts in exactly this style and that reminded me of it okay and then dan my my tweet this week (laughs) in a similar vein to yours isn't indie hacking related but i saw it on my timeline earlier and just had to share it but it it was a tweet by Tim Urban, wait, but why fella? Great blog if you want to read it. He has a load of pictures using <laughs> AI to capture what historical fixture, figures might look like in today's world. So we've got George Washington, which is hilarious. Ben Franklin, <laughs> the Mona Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon. They've done the Statue of Liberty, Leonardo da Vinci, Mozart, Beethoven. Who looks like your local hipster. No, actually, <laughs> I think more Van Gogh looks like your local hipster. Shakespeare <laughs> looks like a lad you'd meet down the pub and have some fights <laughs> yeah. with. I love Henry VIII. Looks like a mobster. He does. He East does. London. And then I think I might have seen this Caesar one before. Julius Caesar, yeah. Roman emperor, <laughs> who looks like um, the CEO of Evil Tech Corp or something. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that tweet and I enjoyed that all the links to the tweets will be in the show notes good episode bit rambly oh my god we've recorded 48 minutes so i'm gonna have to work my editing magic again and we need to get it out today so we publish no more mondays on mondays which we are recording on a monday thanks to time zone differences (laughs) but yeah what's your plan for this week 
well i have all these ghost projects to, and i'm also mm-hmm. ooh, starting a new project a new hopefully launching ali abdal's ghost theme so that'll be cool see how that goes what is this ali abdal's ghost theme who, who is Ali Abdal and why are you making a theme for him? Ali Abdal is a YouTuber, previously doctor, now productivity guy. I made his ghost site for him. Well, he designed it. So he used to work, make websites when he was a teenager and he designed his own site and then I coded it into a ghost theme for him about a year ago, maybe. And now we're releasing his theme as a ghost theme. So it'll be on the marketplace for anyone else to use. Interestingly, I get so many requests for people saying, oh, I love the Ali Abdal theme. Can I have something like that? So now I can say yes. Yeah. <laughs> here is it. Here it is. So that hopefully come out this week. What about you? I've got to make some money, mate. I really <laughs> got uh, the uh, New York hit me hard. I, actually, I've got availability for clients. If anyone wants podcasting work done and or video stuff done, I'm, I'm actually trying to turn this into a productized service, which is kind of like the videos I did for Riverside, talking head, video tutorials for a SaaS product. That's what I want to do. So if, yeah. if anyone wants any podcast or video stuff done, reach out to me on Twitter and I'll be happy to do, do some stuff. But yeah, th- this week will just be trying to find some more work because I'm really only working client work two days a week at the moment. When was the last time you tweeted about your course? Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, I, yeah. I I want to do another promotion or tweet or mention of the course. I think you said this to me a couple of weeks ago that if I'm not telling anyone, like, how am I going to expect? <laughs> no one's going to find it. Yeah. yeah, which sounds ridiculously obvious. Well, think um, what Arvid did for his course. He just talked about it nonstop and still is talking about it. And it's working. <laughs> uh, I will do some kind of promo this week on it. I had two people reach out to me this week, Dan, who had made podcasts having followed the course. It was an amazing nice. feeling. That's a win there. Eh? So yeah, big win. And I, I'd like to see more of that. Also, I'm dead excited to make some wallets again because I had a few weeks off from it. And when I was in New York, I was like seeing some cool creations on Instagram. I wanted to make some. So that's what I'll be doing this week. Well, good luck. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to speak in a few days because we're a bit late with our recording. Yeah. All right. Speak Friday, bud. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of No More Mondays with James McKinvan and Dan Rowden. You can join the conversation on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. You'll find a list of talking points in the show notes along with details of today's sponsor, Upvotee. See you next Monday. <laughs>